0: Now you're going to bring it up and just and put salt on the wound? Will you stop yelling at me?
1: No! Live in the entertainment capital of the world. No,
2: no, you're making me nervous, but seriously. It's the T.C. Martin Show. No, listen, uh, you're making me nervous. Diagnosis. oh and a foul. Prognosis. Well, that's good. Osmosis. And they'll reset. Nowitzki again for the lead. Bang. It's the doctor, T.C. Martin. And happy World Coconut Day. That's right. You guys didn't know that, did you? Today was World Coconut Day, courtesy of our good friend John Jiggy Maxwell from the Las Vegas Aces, who is trying to, I guess, just pass the time away in the wobble there in Brayton in Florida. That's right. Stevie Slapshot in the
3: house. I did not know it was World Coconut Day. Of course you did. I had no idea. Neither did I. Did you know that last night, though, my, I'm over watching the night's game with my neighbor, Chet, and he had a coconut ice cream that he gave me. He knew. So, so apparently he knew. He knew. Quake, World
2: Coconut Day. Coconut's
3: gross. It is. I got no time See, I'm not that. a coconut guy myself.
0: Only want it on my uh, sunblock. <laughs> Coconut it, I, oil.
3: It, for me it depends on what it's in there, there are times when i when it mix into something i like it and there are other times when it's just not appropriate sometimes okay i'm not a big drinker as you guys
2: know but maybe a little coconut mixed in a mixed drink possibly right but not my even like the sunblock like you're talking about i don't i don't want to smell that coconut i like the smell. i'm, I'm not the coconut guy but I like I like the smell of the sun.
3: Of the How about yeah, the lime
2: here. and the coconut? You mix it all up. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Good song too. Stevie <laughs> knows what I'm talking about, oh, yeah, right? I know. That's I know. Harry, Harry Nelson. Harry right? Nelson. Yeah. There. Can I get a little of that request line today? Where's where, Where's doo Duwop when I need him? <laughs> can I get some lime and the coconut? Does Dougie Duwop know about this? Uh, this song, it's probably a little past his time. It is true. And uh, we're talking about Dougie Duop, I guess, who does a show here, from what I understand. But anyway. Two hours now. Oh, look at But this. Here's some trivia for you. I Tell you what. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this out to our listeners just impromptu. And you guys hold back a little bit. Okay. What movie... What cult-like movie was this song in? I'll give you an Opportunity Village free entry into our charity football contest. 702-221-7283. That's 702-221-7283. Harry Nielsen, put the lime in the coconut quake. Let's shake it all
3: up right now. I think I've got you guys stumped. Well, I had an idea when you first said that, and then because of the words you used, I now think I'm wrong.
2: Really? Yes. And it's maybe cult-like for me. But if anybody knows This is some big time movie knowledge If you're a big time movie guy like I am And soundtracks the way I am Mm -hmm. You're going to get it And I'll really appreciate you If you can come with it You want me to give you an era, a decade, or what? Yeah Uh, They're they're talking to me Turn up, Quake (laughs) And Stevie Slapshot has got his Hawaiian luau shirt on today (laughs) Forget Jimmy Buffett. It's not Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Have I got everybody stumped here? You really guys don't know? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know?
0: See if the phone lines I, ring. Uh, I Jim. was
3: going to go Pulp Fiction.
2: Wow. Was I? You are in the neighborhood. Okay. You are in the na- You're knocking on the door, Stevie Slapshot. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It is Quentin Tarantino. It is Quentin. There you go. All right. We'll, we'll ponder that for a minute. Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Now, no, r- not know. reservoir dogs. Reservoir Dogs.
2: Really? You got that right, Stevie live Shot. Wow. Reservoir Dogs. Now, what about you, Quake? Are you a Reservoir Dogs fan?
0: Uh, it's not my favorite of his movies. Um, I do, I, I appreciate it. I, it's a little... I don't know. It's,
3: yeah. it's not my now, favorite. you saw Reservoir Dogs, right? Oh, I love uh, Buscemi. I'm a big Buscemi fan. Exactly. So I, yeah. yeah. Mr. Pink, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So, And one of the, probably the best opening scenes of sure. any movie of all time, if you remember that movie, sure. where they're sitting around the, the diner table and they're talking about uh, Madonna, like a virgin. It's one shot. Yep. Exactly. Tarantino's good run. at that. He's fantastic. But also, probably the most famous song and the most famous scene from Reservoir Dogs... See it's the, walking I, it, scene, right? uh, the walking scene, right? The walking scene. Well, they're all walking. Uh, that's a good one too, but uh, that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Hmm. But uh, it is the classic scene where they tie the cop up,
3: and they're going to chop off his ear. Oh, I, remember, I remember the hmm. scene now. I can't. I, I can't think of the music. Yeah, I can't think of it. the song either. Oh yeah You're gonna get this You're gonna get
2: this Oh okay. put, put that Put that in there Quake that Right now Yeah one of the greatest scenes of all time And one of the great songs of all time all right. By the way too Yeah But as uh, he gets out the razor blade And decides to do a little business Here we go brother You remember it now Stevie Slapshot And And uh, I'll even do the scene for the movie Yeah, this is K-Billy Rock and Roll, playing all the super sounds of the 70s. Here's a little Steeler's wheel. I'm stuck in the middle with you on K-Billy Rock and Roll. Yeah! Pump it up, Wings! Clowns to the left of me. The joke is to the right. Here I am. Stuck in the yes, we're doing karaoke T.C. Martin Show style. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that, Quake?
0: Music's important in uh, Tarantino films. You it's, got that it's, right. It's as important, honestly, as the dialogue. It's like the music makes a lot of his films. And
2: see, that's I think that's why I connected with Quentin or anyone for that. You know, One of my all-time favorite movies, I'm going way, way back when, was American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because of the soundtrack. soundtrack. I believe there are like 64 songs on that soundtrack. And I just got attracted at a very, very young age to that movie because of the soundtrack. Even though I didn't know a lot of those 50s songs and early 60s songs, but I I came to love those songs and immediately uh, got the album. So, yeah, music, uh, sports, movies.
3: It's my life. Food. And food. There it is. Not necessarily in that order. I met a girl from Visalia. We dated for a while. I've, oh, I have been to that drive-in. No way. Yes. Really. Yeah. Vis- Mel's, Mel's drive-in. Yeah, it's it's actually Moon something something Moon. Really. Or moon something. Yeah. That. Okay. Is because, that
0: town where they filmed it? Yes, Visalia? That, yeah, Yeah. Oh. That's
3: they they filmed.
2: I, I heard uh, a lot of it was in Modesto, but was some of it in in Visalia? They, they used that drive-in in Visalia. That's for, solid. For, yeah. That's some strong information right there. That's, Thank you. That's Stevie Slapshot information right there.
0: Modesto. You being from Sacramento, you uh, probably got plenty to say about Modesto. Mede- armpit
3: of the world. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. No, Bakersfield is worse. Or Stockton. Stockton. Take yeah. your pick. T.S. Uh, brothers. Bak- Bakersfield <laughs> is the worst place for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Stockton to Medefto over back. Yeah, really. you
0: don't like the Buck Owens skater? I'm sorry. You know,
3: hey, hey, let's be honest. Fresno's not far behind. Hey, not far. Central. I went to Fresno State. Do you know? That's right. Between the, the tilling of the fields there and, and the fact that it's so hot and there, there, there are a good number of people there, the smog, Yosemite is right there, TC. You yeah. know this. Right. It's right there. Yes. You never got to see it because there was always exactly. garbage in the air. Exactly. <laughs> He's right. He's right. Wow. All right, there's a little Central Valley. There you go. Uh, you know, information for We've it. lost Hello. about 1000 customers. Yeah. <laughs> we, we
0: need their agriculture though. That's important. No, that, you We got to have those oranges. A lot of
3: raisins, a lot of cotton. That's yes. true. There it is. All
2: right. Wow. All right. Did you ever see McFarland the movie? No. Kevin Costner. If you guys haven't seen that, highly recommend it. another okay. good sports movie. Okay. Kevin Costner is a high school teacher and a coach. He was like the football coach basically got let go. So they start up a cross country team. True story.
3: Oh, I, I remember story. the trailer for this. Yes,
2: it's a cross country movie. It is fantastic. True story. Where McFarland High School, right there in the Central right. Valley. Yeah, I know McFarland. And yeah, I mean, and it's funny because I made the drive from Vegas to Sacramento a few months back. Okay. Which I never do, but I did, and I, I rolled by, uh, you know, whatever Highway 99. Yeah. McFarland. Yeah. And it had the sign and everything just like they showed in the movie. I go, yeah. that's where McFarland's at. Yeah. Yeah, but a great movie, true story, uh, where they've won all these high school CIF cross-country championships. Okay. You know, and uh, never even had a team before. There you go. All right, speaking of which, all right, the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, speaking of California, not really Central California, Northern California, uh, he will join us, the five-time NBA champ with the Bulls. He will join us a little bit later on, of course. We will talk about the NBA playoffs, uh, some entertaining yet disgusting NBA basketball games have been happening and again we got game two tonight between the Heat and the Bucks where the Heat Jimmy Butler and company took care of the Bucks two nights ago Uh, we had a big time game seven last night where the Nuggets blew a 19 point lead but they came back to eliminate the Utah Jazz so uh, NBA playoffs in the bubble doing uh, very nicely but uh, we want to start the program off with Stevie Slapshot in the house talking a little VGK wow and last night technically was a home game, even though it was. Yes, Gold yeah. Knights were the home team, even yep. though we they weren't playing at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, yes, I raised my hand. I was one of those sucker guys. Did not lay the $2.70, but laid the fifteen on the puck line because I figured they're going to take care of business. We were talking about it yesterday. Demko, you guys were talking about it too. Right. You and Brian Blessing before us. Yeah. You know? Okay, good shot for the Knights. Close it out. Seemed like Vancouver was disinterested in game number four, especially in the third period. What happened? Because the Vancouver Canucks showed up in game two, they showed up in game five. I will say, it looks like we do have a series, but the Golden Knights fall last night two to one. Oh, by the way, it didn't come into play with under overs or anything last night, but that was a third goal. I went back and, you know, in the empty netter when Vancouver slid Mm -hmm. in there, and then Mm -hmm. they, they said, oh, goal. You know? Mm-hmm. And then they came back and said, Oh, well no, it wasn't. So I was real curious about this, even though Vegas hasn't complained about it today, because as you know, if that would put it over the total or puck line, what it came into play, people right. would be screaming about it, that. It, yes. So I went back and I, I did the freeze frame thing. Okay. And when it went across across the, the line, zero
3: point zero two was on the clock. Okay. It was a good goal. It doesn't surprise me when I saw it live and I didn't watch any replays or anything. They it called did, it a good really goal matter. originally. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really matter. Well, the announcers the did. The correct. Yeah, yeah. So it, it didn't really matter. But when, when I saw it live, I thought that's a goal. That, it, I thought it went over in time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me that on the replay you you, uh, you saw that it actually did. Yeah, I was really curious about that. But
2: let's talk about the game last night. Uh, Thatcher Demko, first playoff start. 42 saves, Stevie. Yeah. Forty two saves, much to my dismay. And yeah. I don't know what you and, and Brian talked about earlier today, but uh you know, just the fifteenth goaltender to start an elimination game and win. Vegas outshot last night. Forty-three to seventeen, and a lot of times that is an overblown stat. People want to talk about it can be, be. It, it
3: can be right, mm-hmm. but to
2: me, last night it was mind-boggling.
3: When it's three to one, it's different. Right. When, when it's three, it means something. And the Knights had more quality shots on goal mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Demko was fantastic. You know, Demko didn't make any, you know, Superman kind of save. So that tells you his positioning was really, really good. He was spot on positionally and did not give up a rebound. Mm-hmm. Did not give up a rebound. I, uh, the 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 key for me, was Vancouver answering uh, the night's first goal. That that they answered right away. What twenty four seconds later, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And and I I am telling you, TC, if they don't answer right away like that, Vegas wins that game last night. Yeah. And uh, they, they may win
2: going away by the way too. Yeah. Because it seemed like when they hit that first goal and got it one nothing, all the momentum in the world. But right. again, Vancouver struck so quickly it had no time to celebrate
3: yeah the Golden line did so it. so what what can happen and i think it happened in this case is vegas had worked so hard and worked so hard and, worked, and they finally get the goal and they kind of relaxed a little bit and boom it's in your net just like because that because you are relaxed yeah yeah and after the first period and we
2: had no score so they come out with that that first goal in the second period it's like okay and you were thinking, okay, Vancouver is going to feel this like they did in, in game four. All right, here we go again. Uphill climb. Forget about it. But you're right. That that swung right there. That's, a, that's an excellent point. So was it that Demko was that good? Or was it just misfortune with the Golden Knights, errant shots? What are your thoughts?
3: I think Demko was that good. Yeah, I Again, agree. again uh, positionally, he was spot on because he didn't have to make the brilliant save. So he was always in front of the puck and again no rebounds and that to, to me that was huge. We have seen uh, Markstrom give up a lot of rebounds and uh, and, and the Knights get shots and, and, and goals off of that. Demko allowed no rebounds and I think that's a that was a huge factor last night. Rock solid. And this was like I said his first
2: what playoff start. I guess he was 1 and 0 in the, in the bubble since he got there. Uh-huh. But uh, amazing. Okay, so now if you know we'll play or, you know we'll obviously talk about the uh Leonard uh, Flurry debate again but now we yeah. go back to Vancouver side
3: Demko versus Markstrom for game 6 and potentially game 7. Yeah. I th- I think it's going to be Demko because I think that Markstrom is going to be unfit to play. think he's really hurt. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes, lower do. body. It's a, it's a <laughs> lower body injury. They which, not, which we not have no idea what that right? means. We, we don't We, we never don't, do with the don't know. Uh, A lot of time for goalies it can be a groin. Yeah. Um I I my feeling is he'll be unfit to play. I'm not if, if I was the coach and or the GM, and I don't think Vancouver's thinking this way, but, but I, I, I might be thinking this way, I would go Demko anyway. I want to see if he can back it up because the bigger question for Vancouver is Markstrom is 30 and his contract is up. The salary cap for the next three years in the NHL is going to be 81 and a half. You have to make a decision on Demko. S- uh, I'm sorry, on um. Uh, Markstrom. Right. Someone is going to offer Markstrom like five, six years at like six, seven a year. Vancouver has to decide, do we want to keep him at that price with the salary cap being what it is, or do we feel that Demko is good enough that we can go with him and let Markstrom go? Can you tell that with one game? Because let's let's face it,
2: this guy was a... You know, foregone conclusion. I was thinking about this guy, and then he has the game of games, like we said, forty-two saves on forty-three shots last night. This could literally be a coming out party and a contract party for Demko.
3: Um, well, he'll he'll get paid more than he's getting paid now. I don't think it's, but it's not going to be the contract that Markstrom's going to get. Demko is known. He he was fantastic at Boston College. By the way, he played with Alex Tuck. So uh, so. Here's another thing to last night's game. You, Tuck played with him. I don't know if it was all four years, but but Tuck is practicing with him every day, at Boston College for how many years they were together. He is going to give the Knights a scouting report on what Demko's weaknesses are, and yet Demko looked that good. <laughs> right. So so what does that say? I uh, again, I'm sure the the Vancouver GM is not thinking this, but I, but I would be thinking this. Can Demko back this up? Can I then keep him and let Markstrom go? I think Demko goes anyway because I do think uh, Markstrom's going to be unfit to play. We talked about the shots, you know, 43-17. to 17,
2: But Vancouver scored on, on two goals of their first 12 shots. Yeah. I mean, th- think about that. Yeah. And uh, so w- here we go. Back to uh,
3: last night with Leonard and Gold. What were your thoughts about his performance? Well, Leonard was fine. He was, yeah. I, I and I and I believe that Leonard will start six and seven. If I agree with you. Seven, I think I think he'll start both. Even though we know that fans will be clamoring for Flurry, de- depending on how now, if Game Six is horrific by Leonard, then maybe you have a question. But but I I think the Knights organization have shown you that Leonard is the number one goaltender, mm-hmm. and I would expect him to start both games if there is a Game Six. If seven. Leonard is horrific in game six mm-hmm. he probably doesn't
2: make it out of game six you know if he's horrific he gives up you know three goals or something mm-hmm. like that maybe through the first you know you know period and a half or something like yeah. that you know who knows especially if they they fall behind we we could see that but again I think it's going to take a lot to get him out but again you know we've talked a lot about the way fans feel about Marc-Andre Fleury here and I said yesterday that I believe that you know Flurry's last start that we saw mm-hmm. in game number three. Mm-hmm. It's probably the last start that that we see of him in this playoffs.
3: That's possible. That's what I think. That that that's extremely possible unless I, we I, get to a back to back. Well, I don't. I was just the say. is back to back. But I, yeah, I think you throw that out the window about resting a, a you know goaltender at that point in time. Right. You would at that point in time. And then I don't think in the next round that there's going to be back to backs. I think the back to backs ends with this round. Right. So. Uh, you're, you're probably right. Uh, if, if if things go the way the Knights want them to go, Fleury doesn't get another start. Wow. Now, that, let's let's try to fast forward here. Do you think that would mean that fans have seen the last of Marc-Andre Fleury in a Golden Knights uniform? Look, I the way things have gone now, I believe Fleury's gone. I, mm-hmm. I think there's – I believe – you cannot do this and expect Flurry to come back if Leonard doesn't stay here, right? Right. You, you you've. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to say you've treated him like garbage, but you kind of have. Yes. Right. You can say that. Yeah. So so Flurry right under those conditions, Flurry doesn't want to come back. He already sent out that tweet, right? Mm-hmm. That, 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 and and so, go ahead for our listeners that not familiar with the tweet. Yeah. So Adam Walsh, uh, Flurry's agent, who by the way is also Max Pacioretty's agent, mm-hmm. uh, sent out a tweet. Uh, with a sword running itself through Mark Andre Fleury, uh, blood dripping off the the end of it, and DeBoer's name at the top of the sword. Ouch! Ouch is right. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, an agent making that move. Wow. You, okay, but Fleury knew about it, yeah. and Fleury may have asked him to do it. I don't know, but but Fleury knew about it before it was sent out. I I don't like that move by Fleury. He's been treated; it's been rose petals for him here for two and a half years, right. and and I, I again I don't like what the organization's done to him now. I understand him being upset. That's not the way you react. To but it. he pretty much has
2: taken the high road. A lot of people have said, "Well, look at his you know his face on the bench," and if you look at like that, but and again he's taking the high road. He's not going to say anything negative or derogatory. But you got to feel that. Or think that he feels that way,
3: that he feels... He's definitely unhappy. Yeah. You you can see There's that. No and doubt. again, I don't blame him for that. I, I don't think that sending that tweet out, again, I and, and Fleury knew about it. Uh, and you're sure is, he knew it, about it. It's taken the high road. When in So he has a press conference the day after, right? They ask him twice if he knew about it. He would not answer either question. That tells me he knew about it. Wow. wow. Right? Otherwise, you just say no. Right? It's easy. It's easy to say, nope, I didn't know about it. He didn't do that. But for a guy who's been taking the
2: high road, so to speak, mm-hmm. you just continue with the silence and no comment because he really hasn't talked much at all about this.
3: Yeah, other other than that pre- – and the press conference was short. Right. So, again, so he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I, I, and I, we've
2: I, seen him, you know, in the locker room. He's been gracious with all of us, you know, talking there. and
3: he, He's usually very, very talkative. Uh yeah, I you, well, he he went through this in Pittsburgh. I know. I, I get that he's right. upset. Uh, TC, I understand that he is upset. I I don't like that you send that tweet out or, yeah, or you allow your agent to Stevie Slapshot in the house talking about last night's Golden
2: Knights victory or rather a loss to the Vancouver Canucks two to one, but VGK still leads the series three games to two. All right, so. Vancouver, like we said, has shown up in Games 2 and they showed up in Game 5. Uh, new life, you got to believe
3: here. What do you think happens tomorrow night in Game 6? I'm going to be interested to see, TC. I, I, I hope that, uh, and, and Riley Smith talked about it today. He said, you know, look, we were the better team last night. We didn't win. Uh, we just need to go out in Game 6 and play the same way. Mm-hmm. We, we, we There was nothing wrong with our play. We just didn't win the game. So we just need to go. I hope. That's the mindset, and and I hope they get it done. I, I'm gonna be interested to see what happens. They they were the better team last night. One would assume if they go out and play like that tomorrow night, that they're probably gonna win. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're right. Vancouver has life now. Yeah. Vancouver has a little starts in their shorts oh. off of that. Yeah. You know, two-to-one victory last night. Yeah.
0: Didn't Riley Smith have something to say?
3: He did. He's, he, he uh, again, basically said what I just said. We were the better team. We just right. need to play like that again. But then he finished it up with, we need to step on their necks. Yeah, there you go. All right? Yeah. So that, And, and yeah. that's true. You don't. First of all, Riley Smith's not a guy who normally says something like that. Second of all, you don't like to do that because Vancouver's going to hang that in the locker room and, yeah. again, give them a little more Impetus. but then again you've got a veteran team like the golden knights a deeper team of the golden
2: knights you have still vancouver very young team and mm-hmm. again we, we've talked about um you know demco 24 years old mm-hmm. i mean he hasn't been in this this type of spotlight before and again he was fantastic taking nothing away and for those thinking that the golden knights kind of slept walk through that last night they didn't I mean, they were trying to put their neck on the throats, especially when they were behind. Even when the game was, I mean, it was a tight game. They they played hard, they skated hard. Again, but, I mean, you had you had they were rifling shots all over, all and peppering Demko last night. You know, Again, forty three shots, but you don't like to see, you know outshot forty three to seventeen. Usually, that translates into a score like five to two or something like that.
3: Absolutely, you know, the other
2: way. Absolutely. So I gotta firmly believe. You know, if you're going to be one of these guys, like, hey, I'm going to get back my money. I'm going to double down. Yeah, i are going to have to lay two bucks again. But yet yeah, you don't expect that type of performance from the Golden Knights in, back, in back-to-back in back games. And I just think as well as Vancouver uh, played last night, uh, the Golden Knights are going to get the job done in game six. I firmly believe that, and really it's, it's for what you just said, Stevie, it's because I think that Okay, they they want to end this thing right now, and they felt that they they had opportunities last night. They let it slip away, and when you hear you know putting you know you know putting your neck on the throat or put your foot on the on on, on, the, on their, their neck. necks, yeah, I mean that's they're going to come out. They're going to come fired up, and I expect them to play hard, play smart tomorrow night. And they don't want to get to a game seven because we all know. Anything could happen in a Game 7.
3: Correct, sir. You do not want to go to a Game 7. I, yeah, didn't I don't think why. it does. I don't even – and, and I agree. I would agree with you. Um, I don't even want it to go to a Game 6. I mean, that, that – right. hey,
2: look. And they so, seem like that, too. That's my point because a lot of people say, well, you get complacent when you have a 3-1 lead. They were the They're, better team last night. They were, They were. There was no complacency with the Golden Knights at all last no. night. Nope. And you can, you can make that case for other teams in all sports – they get ahead 3-1.
3: In the first two periods TC most of the play was spent in the Knights <laughs> offensive zone. Yeah. They cycled Hence the, the puck like yes. we're talking about, yeah. Yep. Uh they, they they were they were good. They 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 just didn't get the victory. And it it, it all I I know they're still up 3-2. Uh Vancouver has to win the next two. Vegas only has to win one. I don't like giving the other team any chance, mm-hmm. right? Any amount of life. Right. It's dangerous. That's it. Foot in the
2: throat, foot in the neck, whatever. You got to do it. Yeah. It's playoff time. There you go. All right. Uh, more playoff time tonight uh, in the NBA. Uh, we got a couple games. Looking forward to that. Again, Bucks and the Heat. We'll talk to Big Bill Cartwright about that uh, with him in just a little bit. Uh, do want to touch on some NFL news as well. We didn't get a chance to touch on this yesterday, but uh, you know the Jacksonville Jaguars cut Leonard Fournette. Three seasons, seventeen touchdowns. Uh, the fourth overall pick back in twenty seventeen. So uh, he actually cleared waivers uh, earlier today, and he is a free agent. It'll be interesting to see if anybody you know reaches out to Fournette. He has had some injuries, but still this guy is still playing on on his rookie contract. Uh, very valuable guy. Still some pretty young legs here. You would think that that someone is going to take a, a shot on this guy because again,
3: one of the better running backs in the NFL. Somebody will take a shot on him. Uh, maybe even Jacksonville signs him up at, at a smaller price. Mm-hmm. You know, some, sometimes that happens. Well, uh, James for the Chargers is out for the year now, right? Yes. So maybe the Chargers look at him. Yeah, that's true. You know, but then again, do you want to bring him in when you've got a
2: couple other? You know, running backs like uh, Austin Eckler, mm-hmm. who is definitely the man there now yeah. too. And I, I think if, if Fournette's going to go someplace, he's going to think that he's the man. I mean, again, he was he was Jacksonville's main running back. So, again, when these guys get cut, when they get released like this, sometimes it is a wake up call. It's like, hey, sometimes I got to come in and, and I got to be a number two, and that's worked out for guys. I mean, we've seen guys like Frank Gore, who's you know later <laughs> in their career have been a number two, but still have. You know, basically got turned around to be a number one. LaShawn yeah. McCoy, another guy,
3: right? Yeah. he's know? been around,
2: but 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 you know, Fournette is different. He's a youngster still.
3: Somebody's you know? got somebody will yeah. offer him a contract. See, right.
2: Alvin Kamara, another one. So you look at him; he's missed, uh, you know, heading into yesterday, he had missed three straight days at training camp, and it definitely was contract related. Uh, he's scheduled to make two point one million dollars this year, the last uh, year of his rookie contract. Uh, He said at the beginning of training camp when everyone was quizzing him, he said, don't tell me anything about a contract until it's like something where it's happening or there's something I need to know. Uh, My agent is handling all this. He goes, it'll happen when it happens. He went on to say, it's never been something like, I didn't come into this saying, I'm not thinking about it. Like, ooh, I can't wait till I get a new contract. It's like, I'm playing. And when that comes, it's going to be well-deserved. And it's gonna be the perfect timing for it. It's just not something that's at the forefront of my day. It's not something I wake up thinking about. So it sounds like, you know, something is happening though, right now, or maybe not happening because why else would you bolt out of training camp? Right. If you're not thinking about this, yeah. So something is happening with Alvin I, Kamara right it, now. It sounds from based
3: on that quote,
2: I think something yeah. is. Ha- uh,
3: and for him yeah.
2: to to keep going and repeating, you could have you know the marc Andre Florian basically say no comment or be silent. Mm-hmm. But you know Kamara is getting a little a little frustrated. Yeah. And how do you think Drew Brees feels about this? How do you feel Sean Payton feels about this? Because that is a guy that they definitely need. And if you're the Saints, I mean, you're getting a bargain with this guy. Yep. With you know, a lot of these players, they feel, hey, I've outplayed my contract. I've outperformed my contract. And, and that is true. But you know what? I mean, no one knew about Kamara when he came into this league. Mm-hmm. And so you're playing on a cheap rookie deal, going to make 2.1. Okay. And I hope that you are thinking that by saying, hey,
3: it'll work itself out. But why did you bolt camp if that's the case? Do you think the Saints cave here because you've only got so much time with Breeze, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this could be his last year. You you mm-hmm. you might have to cave and, and, and because you you don't want to lose mm-hmm. Kamara when when Breeze maybe only has another year right. or two. Right. I and, and I don't think it's really a caving situation. It's like
2: they should want to be able to take care of him because he is you know, he's a, he's a top 5 or 6 back in the NFL. He yeah. really is. And and he's still young enough. Guy's only been in the league three plus
3: years. Yeah. So uh, go in and
2: sign the guy.
3: I understand all that. I I hate. I know. when these guys sign contracts, you signed it. No, no one. But it's how not it like
2: he's. Him. Well, until this, it's not like he was threatening or boycotting. He's yeah. I mean, not doing a Le'Veon Bell. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, he was saying all the right things, but then he bolted. But now right. let's find out that that. It's medical related or something like that. But everyone in the Saints camp is saying, no, this is contract related. They're trying to keep everything hush hush. But obviously, it's leaked out that, you know, because we got a hold of the story, it was after,
3: you know, uh, th- the third day that he wasn't there. I, I bet it's contract related and I hate oh, it. Yeah. These guys never give money back, right? When they, when they sign the huge contract and then underperform, they never give money back, right? So, right. I, so, I, so I hate it in reverse. Yeah. You signed the contract. Live up to it. It's not like us radio guys. We give it, we give it back. <laughs> yeah. We'll give it back. Yeah. We'll give it a Cherry. We're too nice. Yeah. Jeez. All right,
2: Stevie, we appreciate you. Hey, you, you're more than welcome to hang out the rest of the show. We've got Big Bill coming on. Right. We've, got, uh, you know, we've got the Cartwright Family Contest we're going to talk about today as well. So we get some, uh, get some votes with that. We'll see if yeah. Bill remembers a friend of mine. Oh, you want to do that? Yeah, we'll okay. see if he remembers the front All right, good deal. Like. All right, the big seven-footer, the five-time NBA champ. We come back. We talk NBA playoffs next.
1: Cartwright!
2: Cartwright! He yelled, Cartwright. <laughs> I missed him.
3: Who's Cartwright?
1: <laughs>
3: I'm Cartwright. <laughs> You're not Cartwright. I'm
2: Cartwright! There is only one Cartwright. And uh, who knows what he's doing today. I don't know if we woke him up out of his uh, senior citizen nap. Maybe he's getting ready for uh, the happy hour. You know, you know, senior citizens, don't they go to these restaurants and eat like at 4 o'clock? Something like that. What do you know about that, Quake?
0: It was, when I normally want to call him, he's on the line, so you can chime <laughs> in. But normally when I call him... <laughs> He's ready to go. He's like, "Let's do this." Tell TC he better bring it. Yeah. Let's get it going. Yeah. What do you get today? Hello. <laughs> Got a hello today. He's not
2: ready to bring it. Threw me it?
0: off a little bit. Really? a car Cartwright? It's earthquake. He's like, "All right, let's." Like, I guess I just threw him off a little bit. I was wondering if maybe he had a nap. <laughs> Cartwright, were you waking up from a nap?
1: <laughs> no, there's no nap today. There's never a nap, oh. or very rarely. Oh wow. Very rarely, you know, because I enjoy. Uh, like TC, although I don't sleep as long as TC. TC people don't know TC loves to sleep, I but I can't blame him because he 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 loves to eat a huge meal at night, so he he needs a lot of rest. But no, uh, I'm not a napper in the afternoon. I I, I love a good a solid solid meal. rest
2: a siesta yeah. that's what we, there you go you like a good siesta hey when you were coaching the mexican national team a lot of people don't know this were, were you giving these guys siestas you know <laughs> and we're doing two a days you go okay everybody it's time for a siesta or were you more involved in the fiesta <laughs> with some coronas uh, and stuff some savasia uh, i think like
1: our you, guys our, our, our guys are grown men so i think that they have their own uh uh jenna some of them did have kids some of my families Uh, you know we we just had one practice a day yeah so uh I, I don't really know what happened to those guys uh after practice but great guys great guys great people hard workers uh i i enjoyed my time there we just uh you know, our, our team uh, was just not good enough to, uh, to be an Olympia type of team. We didn't have their best players, uh, which is another story. But, uh, you, know, you know, everybody knows there's some divisions going on down there. So, um, but my time there was great. People were great. Uh, I was treated extraordinarily well. So uh, you would like it, great food. Uh, and uh, a great beer, and uh, I'm not even sure I had any margaritas there, but uh, great stuff.
0: Did you have any micheladas?
1: Uh, no, but you know what I thought was interesting is that there is a large, uh, not large, but there's an Asian population there. Oh, really? And and I had uh, this is closer to the border. Uh, Some great. Uh, um, Chinese food when I was there. It was it was excellent.
2: Well, hey, speaking of some uh, Asian food there, I, a lot of people don't know that you were a head coach of the Mexican national team, but you also coached professionally in Japan as well, too. What do you enjoy more? Your time in Japan
1: or Mexico? Well, I'm extraordinarily, as you know, I like things in order. I like them on time. Uh, I like no nonsense. And um uh, uh, the, uh, Wait, uh, can't
2: you give me some upbeat? If you're going to go Japanese music, do you to give me the national anthem that puts you to sleep? Can you at least give me some some hip-hop Japanese,
1: you know, some it. K-pop or something? Uh, Jeez. Uh, look, look, while I was there, there was nothing but American music, so I can't give you any Japanese music, but I will say that. Oh, Quake uh, can. I, I, Listen to this. Jeez. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, all the hits. We're playing the hits today. Send this one over to Dougie Duant for me.
0: This is the Vapors. The Vapors?
1: Yeah, turning Japanese. Turn- oh, that's right. wow.
3: wow. I really think so. <laughs> but,
1: but what I was saying is that my time in Japan was, was, uh, was off the charts. Uh, the Japanese were extraordinarily nice, uh, extraordinarily organized. Uh, you know, our, our team uh, in, in Osaka, we were successful. When I took over there, uh, when I went over there, we were 5-19. Uh, uh, and 19. We were able to turn around. able We actually won 10 games in a row at the end of the season, just missing the playoffs. I was, I was very disappointed. But uh, great turnaround, and uh, I just really enjoyed my time there and would love to go back and visit.
2: There you go. All right. A lot of uh, nice territory. Stevie Slapshot. It says you, he may know uh, some, a friend of yours, a female
3: friend of yours. B- Bill, do you happen to remember Lori Holmes? Small blonde girl.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll just say yes.
3: Okay. okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, you, do it. You, I want you,
1: you to be really polite.
3: Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you do because she went to USF at the same time that you did. And and I she, she showed me she's from the same hometown as I do, do you know Fort Bragg California up, up I, the coast? I know where it is okay so so Lori and I grew up together in uh, Fort Bragg oh. California uh, we're the same age we graduated the same year da 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 she went to USF she uh, has a picture she showed me a picture one time of uh, you and her at a party it was hilarious because you're seven foot and she's five foot nothing it was, <laughs> it was the ultimate mutton Jeff photo.
1: Oh wow. wow! Wow, if she's a don, she's got to be an amazing woman.
3: She she really is. She's much better than I am. <laughs> so, that can be said for most of this population. <laughs> but that's okay.
2: Where's the go- see? We need the goal horn on that one right there.
0: Oh, the goal horn, or
2: anything for that matter. Jeez. All right, all right. Uh, we're gonna get into some NBA, but uh, okay, Bill. So you know our our listeners are used to the Cartwright family contest at this time every week. Uh,
1: what do we have this week, my friend? Well, okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you credit for the uh, idea, yes. or at least uh, not the idea, but uh, uh, saying that uh, it would be a good idea because uh, even though you'll say you introduced it, but it was really me. And uh, I think since you're giving me credit, you know that it's me. So go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you credit now. This category is uh, probably the toughest we have ever had, ever. Now the category is who is Notice how excited he is right now. The great- male actor of all time. Who is it?
2: The greatest male actor of all of all time. time. That's a tough one. That is a tough one, but. Uh, again, knowing your crew, it's going to be a landslide victory. I don't think that's really going to be a barn burner, even though you could go with a plethora of people, but I think in your, uh, your crew, your family, it's Denzel Washington running away with it. I think he runs away with it, but there are so many great actors that the battle through two through five, uh, that could be a barn burner, but I'm telling you right now,
1: it's going to be Denzel. Okay, right now, pal, because I prep for this, (laughs) right now, Benzel is tied with another actor. Mm -hmm. So it is a bar burner, just as I said. So now, after all that, you thought it was going to be a runaway. Mm -hmm. Now, if we can get others to make their contributions, like somebody by the name of Gina... Maybe we could change that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> all right. Well,
2: Quake, you're, you're ready. You're on the clock, Quake. Who's your I'm greatest actor three. of all time? i give you my top all three. Time. Top three. Done.
0: Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. For sure.
2: Of all time?
0: Yeah, he's, won, he's won two Oscars. What, Abe Lincoln? He's won two Oscars. Abe Lincoln? Only a handful. Like, two other oh, actors
2: have done that. He's limited. He can only play Get old men in the 17th century or Get whatever. Get out of here with that. Daniel
0: Day-Lewis. <laughs> all right, cool. um, I would probably go with Gene Hackman. Yes. And then I can't decide between Pacino or De Niro. Uh godfather too man they're both so yeah, great yeah. uh it's hard to I, I could be i could go either way with one see of bill I,
2: I gotta get on your executive director over there because what they do is they'll put out like a list of about 30 40 people and they went really deep there was no gene hackman on your list that's a that's a travesty. that's a travesty so right now we're gonna have to really raise the flag here on this one throw out the penalty flag the challenge flag here how can you not incorporate the greatest
1: High school basketball coach of all time in Gene Hackman. Uh,
0: Crimson tie
1: that too. Okay, Gene Hackman. As and as you know, we always Norman uh, Dale. You gotta love Norman Dale. That you can have right in vote. So you and I know you voted for Gene Hackman. We're not the only one Uh, to vote for Gene Hackman. So Gene Hackman's in play. Okay. So that argument is out the window.
3: All right, Stevie Slapshot, what do you got? I'm going to go De Niro. That's that's the first guy that came to, to mind for me. I, 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 also, Tom Hanks uh, would be up there for me. Uh, I am a Gene Hackman fan. Um, uh, I, I, but De Niro. De Niro came, came to my mind yeah, first. Me, yeah, me too. I got Al Pacino up there. Okay. A, a big
2: time Al Pacino. Um, you know, I went with a couple unsung guys. Okay. and And for me longevity is huge okay okay some older actors who are really diversified Mm -hmm. that may be under the radar of a Pacino De Niro I'm going to give you a couple how about John Voight John Voight's good John Voight and and, and remember John Voight in a Seinfeld episode as well too yes yeah with the pencil right in the car (laughs) remember that right (laughs) but anyway no And John Voight at 81 years old today still doing it and Ray Donovan and again what midnight cowboy <laughs> yeah you know him and dustin well, hoffman So that brings up another actor, dustin, dustin hoffman. hoffman right yeah i mean there's a, a robert lot of duvall. Great, yeah robert duvall is another great one you know <laughs> um i love kevin spacey but i don't know if i put him in the all-time list samuel l Jackson, samuel l. jackson morgan freeman got to put those up there and, and it probably built let's let's put this to bed right now uh I'll put this guy in the top five, maybe honorable mention for you, but this guy is one of the most underrated actors. but anyone who goes a, mo- a movie buff, a film guy, they know that this guy is a tremendous actor. Anyone that could do what this guy does is got to be the greatest of all time, the one and only Mr. Bean that's right. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean.
3: Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cartwright, let him have it on <laughs> this one. Just let it. What do you. Let him have it. You, you, Come on, Quake, on give me some Mr. Bean music. He's got classic music. Uh, music?
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh, Lord. What is going on in there?
2: <laughs> Mr. Bean.
1: I love Mr. Bean.
3: Fantastic.
2: Wow.
3: Beach. <laughs> Beach. Wow. This is, Mr. This Bean's is holiday wild. was on last night. Uh, Stevie
2: Slumshot, can I get a
3: witness? No. Uh, I like his nose. He's got a fantastic oh. nose.
1: Okay, Bill, come on.
2: <laughs> have you even watched any Mr. Bean? Uh, Plenty.
1: Wow. Look <laughs> what. I, 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 look, I know things going to happen during the during the afternoon. Maybe you get sleepy. Maybe you have an extra margarita or something like that. But something that's thrown you off.
2: That's true.
1: <laughs> that, Mr. Is, Bean that is that is classic.
2: We. See, obviously, you don't watch Mr. Bean. If you've watched his movies, you see what a great actor he is. Oh,
3: if Mr. Bean's in the running, i got to nominate Polly Shore.
2: Uh, no, 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 no. Wow. Not even
1: in the same ballpark. Wow. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's 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 pretty Bro, brutal. Have
2: you seen what Mr. Bean does? Sure. I mean the looks, the the way he walks, yeah, everything that what he does. The greatest physical actors of all time. Well, I there's absolutely a one. put yeah.
0: him up there at the top. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely.
2: Mean, I mean, what he does, like putting matches in his eyes? I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> just ridiculous. Okay, just ridiculous. All right, there it is. All right, let's hear it. Let's go. What, give us your top 5. Go.
1: No, as you know, and you see this every week, we have to wait until Friday. But our listeners I, want to hear change. what you think. They want to hear what you think. They're not involved in your private I'm, I'm, contest. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm going to give you my probable winner. All right. Now My probable winner, and I think I related this to you before, is dictated by the shows that I love. And this guy has been in many. One of them being Dr. Strangelove. And that is... James Earl Jones. Oh, yes, James Earl. I would put him up there. Now,
2: a lot of people don't know this. You met James Earl Jones. Tell tell our listeners that
1: story. I did. I was in uh, New York City. This is when I was younger. I, I had an opportunity to attend a Knicks? play called yeah. Vences. And um, um, a friend of mine knew somebody in the cast. We walked back there. And in the room, seated, was... James Earl Jones, which you know, kind of makes you want to go, wow, this is James Earl Jones, it's ridiculous. So uh, he was extraordinarily nice. Uh, he was a basketball fan. I was a big fan of his, so uh, I was a little bit stymied, but uh, uh, it was it was it was pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, that's him. He's the man. He's the man. Every single thing this guy touches is is beautiful. So. Uh, and and he's an icon i mean you just you hear him on tv you go like hey you know who that is so uh i mean this guy is uh is 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 huge he's big he's part of our culture uh james earl jones he
2: he is the man and he's a sports guy he's been in sports movies obviously field of dreams he was big uh in that the sandlot the sandlot he was in that but more importantly one of his early roles and one yeah. of the best of all time. I know it. You know where I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah, yes, I do. Bingo Long's Traveling oh, All-Stars oh, oh. and Motor Kings, baby. Richard Pryor, <laughs> James
3: Earl Jones. Are you kidding me? You know where he did it? He didn't really think go. I was going to go there. No, where I didn't. Where I, are we going? I was going with, I don't know the name of the movie, but he played yeah. Jack Johnson, the boxer. Oh, you yeah, and I were just yeah.
2: talking about, uh, Cartwright and I were talking about Jack Johnson over yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know the name yeah. of the movie, but that was a fantastic yeah. performance. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very Nice do uh, you don't know the name of the movie? I'm sorry I don't, Bill. Lord. What is it? The name of the movie is Lord? Great
1: Great White.
3: The Great White
2: Hope?
1: There we go.
3: Oh, or the Great White you. Dope. Okay. Great White Hope. <laughs> thank you, Bill. Sorry. Lord,
1: <laughs> would you guys turn the T V on get some get some uh, uh educational least part of the movies that you that you like? I gotta get don't my tell sleep me in a no. movie and not know the name. That's crazy.
2: All right. Speaking of TV, uh, Denver defeats Utah last night after coming back 3-1. Crazy series. Denver blew a 19-point lead. Came back. Jokic uh, Jokic hit the game winner with 27 seconds to go. Uh, Again, you know, almost blew that. uh, Well, they did. They came back uh, (laughs) 3-1. Only, what, the 12th team in NBA playoff history to come back from a 3-1 deficit. Give me your, your take on this series, and how far can the Nuggets go?
1: Well, if they're going to guard them, you know the way the Nuggets were guarded. Uh, look, as, as you know, the big thing for me—the last part of the game, the last five minutes—is the most important part. And you got to get some stops. You definitely got to get some stops, and and that's been consistent with every single losing game. Is that uh, you know the Miami game was a great example. Is that uh, you can't get a stop. These guys can't get a stop in the last four minutes of the game. So you've got to be able to guard then. You've got to be able to change defenses. If a guy's hot like Jimmy Butler was or if a players hot, you've got to be able to, to double, change your defense, but you've got to get stops. And uh, that game was was exactly the same. Teams can't get stops. Uh, you can't execute in your offense. Pressure's bothering you. And, um, and you know, I mean, you want to give credit to Denver because Denver earned it. they played well. They played hard. Luckily, they made shots at the end of the game. They made the right plays. Um, but the big thing for me is, is defensively. If, if you can't get stops, you can't win basketball games.
2: And that's exactly what happened with the Bucks in game one against the Miami Heat. They couldn't get stops. It looked like they did whatever they wanted to do early on in that game. looked like they were going to score like 150 points, and then they just got <laughs> shut down. And you mentioned Jimmy Butler. So Miami leads that series one game to none. And we have game two tonight. Bill, this was you and I've talked about this a lot. this is some sickening basketball that we're seeing right now, and especially for a team like Milwaukee, where there basically is no post presence when we got uh, you know I know this bothers the heck out of you, Brooke Lopez sitting there in the corner twenty four feet away, uh not just launching threes, but i mean th- this it's a ridiculous looking offense what I'm seeing with the bucks, and the more i've watched this team, the more. I believe this team cannot win, and in Miami, maybe this is a great matchup for Miami, even though it's a one in five seed situation.
1: Well, when you see these offenses that has this uh, uh, five out uh, screen roll or isolation basketball, it's 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 a little frustrating to watch. Um, but. Uh, uh, it's it's what's happening right now and hopefully with the grace of god you know somebody will figure out hey if i throw the ball in the post to my best post score i could i could cause a lot of damage down there not only scoring but free throws and double teams and all that other stuff who knows it could happen but the big thing is that um just to be down there and be able to play under pressure and 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 to me uh, in this modern age, we've talked about this, to where, um, you know, guys like LeBron or whoever the best player is the point guard now. Now, I, I I really don't get it. I don't get why you have one primary ball handler who could be your best player, who's got to initiate every single frickin' play on the floor. Uh, once again, is what's going on right now. It's this frustrating to watch, maybe confusing, uh, it's definitely not diverse uh that, that other guys on your team can go out now and make a play, but maybe it's too it's probably too late since during the course of the season you haven't allowed this team to develop so it has other people on your team that can go make a play for you. So um you know right now unless uh you know Milwaukee's able to change themselves, able to change their actions um, you know, during the course of the season, they averaged 100 almost 120 points a game. there were the league's leading score, but now during the playoffs, when things are slowed down, things get a little tough. You've got to be able to change and adapt. So uh, we'll see what they can do offensively. But uh, even before, even after this series of border law, we talked about the fact that the team that was playing the best basketball was Miami. So. That's probably too bad for Milwaukee that they got to play right now, but they got to play him. Milwaukee's playing great; they're playing solid. They are a tough team. That's what that team prides themselves on. Um, So we're going to see what happens. Uh, But I think the big thing is Milwaukee's got to change. They got to change themselves. They got to change what they're doing offensively. Uh, And then defensively, they got to figure out to get some stops at the end of the game.
2: All right, that game at three thirty. Bucks a five and a half point favorite. Total two twenty one and a half. And then game seven tonight, real quick. Bill, hit us on that. The Rockets five and a half point favorite. Total two sixteen and a half uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is a game seven. Who's going to advance?
1: Well, you know, it's just like it goes. If if uh, if Houston's going to win, they got to do what they do, which is score. They had an opportunity to uh, um, to make a play at the end of the game. Westbrook got the ball, uh, which is interesting. That Harden didn't have it, but Westbrook didn't get it, and he he will take a big shot. I'm not sure he should. And in this case, he shouldn't because he threw it throw it out of bounds. But uh, but but they, they've they've got to be able to score and do what they do all year. Play small ball, play fast. Uh, they can score 120 points; they're going to be fine. If not. Uh, you know, you got to give credit to OKC. They're attacking them. They're getting the ball inside. Um, they're, uh, they're 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 guarding them fairly well. Uh, so we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really nice matchup. All right, brother. We appreciate the time, my
2: friend. Uh, we'll be looking for the results. The greatest actor of all time, Mr. Bean. Get him in there. <laughs> Mr. I got silence. All right, 7-Footer. We'll talk to you later, my friend.
1: Enj- enj- enjoy the rest no of your day. No more Mr. Try Mr. C. Mr. C is better than Mr. B. Uh,
2: whatever. All right. Stevie Slapshot, thanks a lot, my man. Hey, thank you for asking me. It's always good to be on a higher-rated show. There you go. All right, speaking of which, the Stevie Slapshot show is coming up next. Keep it tuned right here. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate your brother. Quake, great job as usual. VGK Frank back in the house tomorrow. Don't forget Friday, we're at the Cosmopolitan. Our Friday at home is back. Come on out and see the show live. The new and improved and just a fantastic sports book there. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website and check out yesterday's interview with Pete Gillen, tcmartinshow.com.